Welcome, one and all, to the newest episode, episode 12, yep. of the Action Tune Bros. I am your host for this one, Ben Sturgeon. And I'm your host, Matthew Lewis. And today we're covering even more Legend of Korra. Hell yeah. Uh, I want to I want to comment on so many things right now, but mm-hmm. I feel like it might just be best if we just start. <laughs> we have we'll, we'll, have all the, we'll have all the comments in the world as oh, yeah. we're going through There this. is a lot to talk about. <laughs> oh, there is. And we're going to start off with episode five of season two, Peacekeepers. Yep. We start off with the announcer stating that Korra pretty much sparked the Civil War and the South is overpowered by the North. And in order to help out with the South, they need Republic City's help. Yep. And he also mentioned the this civil war is between brothers. Oh yes, it's between Tom brothers. Tom Rock But and we actually get a name drop in this introduction too, mm-hmm. because the final sentence is, "Will Cora be able to convince President Raiko to send troops to the south?" After the title card appears, Cora and Co, including Varric and Julie, mm-hmm. um, make it to Republic City. Where Lynn is just absolutely thrilled. I to must see say, yeah, Cora. the opening scene is a cool bust for uh, Lynn doing a bust and then having to meet these uh, dum dums on the ducks. Mm-hmm. And she's oh, just oh, like, she's "Hey, welcome back, Avatar. Thanks for starting a war." <laughs> yeah, of course, like, <laughs> "Hey, it's up. not my fault. It's a well, yeah, it kind of is my fault." <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't start it. Well, I did, but it's complicated. Yep. Um, pretty much. Uh, Mako's told to go back to work because there's going to be a peace uh, a peace march. Southern Water Southern, Tribe. Yep. yep. And, uh, he, you know... Security she, detail for Mako. Exactly. <laughs> and, of course, Korra's like, I'll join! And Lin's just like, hey. Yeah, no, Mako's like, you can't join because you're you both look impartial. And she's like, I'm not impartial. I want this war to be stopped, obviously. Because, unlike Aang, she, uh, she actually is impacted by this. So oh, yeah. I can understand it, but... She's very irrational. Well, no, I think she's very... Well, I think she wants to well, stop the war by stopping the North. That's what she wants to right, do. Well, right, 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 right. All I'm saying is, is like, a lot of her actions, we'll get to this later. Oh, yeah. But a lot of what she does she's not, is she's not a diplomat. super irrational. Yeah, she's not a diplomat at all. She's very responsible. Julie, with the uh, schedule for Varric, and we see the gang... Or uh, the gang is going to meet the president. Yes, um, well, specifically Varric and Cora. Uh, uh, yeah. Um... He's just like, yep, everything's taken care of. We're going to meet the president tomorrow. So Mako's like, I got to go to work. Asami's like, I got to go to my business. Check on the factory. Um, and uh, Korra's like, I got to go see about this uh, see about this peace march. Varric's like, I got to go get a pedicure. Yeah, and Bolin's like, I don't know what to do. And he's like, oh, come on, we'll go partying with Varric, of course. <laughs> well, yes, and Mako's like, figure it out. Come on, you, you're a smart boy. And Varric's just like, hey, let's hang out, buddy. Yep, uh, we cut back to Unalak, who is not at all concerned about his brother and just wants the portal protected. Yep, it, I mean, at least that part was true about Unalak. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course... Because like the guy, one of his uh, henchmen, I guess, or something, is like, "Oh, we got the troops here and the troops here." And Unalak's like, "I don't care. Double security on the portal. I want this." Yeah, and Esco's gotten cool, crazy villain. <laughs> oh yeah, like like we're talking about like the the makeup that's on her eyes. It's literally her, her just hair ran everywhere her on hair her face. And her like weird giant spiky coat that she doesn't match her brother anymore. She literally <laughs> looks like she's in shambles. Yeah, that's totally it, like now. so much that even the guy who is leaving is just like. Ugh. <laughs> and of course, um, Unalak is like, "You two, bring me the Avatar." Uh, Desna's like, "Wait, you told her that she wasn't needed," and Unalak's like. 
I told her what she needed to know, which doesn't make sense. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> she needed to know that she was worthless at the time? Yeah, right. I don't even know. But look, but then also we see uh, Eska is disappointed when the dad says alive because she wanted to kill him. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> kill she's just like, I'll bring the avatar. She took my she took my husband. Uh, and Unalek's like, um, alive is what we need. And she's just like, Ugh. Yep. We and then we get to... Airbender Island. Yep. Or also Island. known as it's Vacation a, Tenzin. Which, which uh, are they still the south? I think it's south. They're yeah, I think the they line? haven't moved from the south. Okay. Yeah. Where uh, Milo is trying to train Pokey. Pokey the lemur. <laughs> and, you know, he'd be like, come on, sit, Pokey. And Tenzin's like, no, 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 you can't do it like that. Oh, on his own. Like, he's not Yeah, Tenzin's very judgy of uh, Milo's training style. <laughs> and after all the shenanigans happen, um, Tenzin's just like, Hey, you know what? I see you need some help. Why don't you let your old dad help you be a master trainer? And of course, Milo's like excited because dad, him and dad. Yeah, of course. We see uh, Korra leading the Southern Water Tribe march. Yep, and as the announcer says, tensions are running super high because, well, the Southerners are doing a peaceful protest while a bunch of Northerners in the in the crowd are just like, boo, get yeah, a real dog. Yeah, no, not job. He says, get a real dog. No, I, I I thought he said get a real oh, dog. No, he's talking about, he's talking think, about nothing. He says get a real dog. Because oh, when I had the when I had the subtitles on, yeah. it says job. Oh, that's funny. I thought he said get a real dog. <laughs> Either way, that works too. I mean, yeah, they're great. just heckling really. Yep, and Marco, then we, we cut uh, to, yeah, Mako just... Spots a shadowy figure that's uh, yeah, has a bomb. Uh, he's trying to bomb the culture center. Well, not, not only is it a shadowy figure, we see something different in this. We see him hold up, the shadowy figure hold up a device, mm-hmm. press a button... And bombs explode. Yep. And then, of course, as Mako's chasing these guys down, another new development that we know is they're firebenders. Yep. And then, of course, they firebend their way out of there. And as Korra and a bunch of waterbenders are trying to take, uh, are trying to put the fire out of the, uh, wa- the, the water tribe, uh, cultural center. Cultural center, thank you. Um, Mako's like, hey, uh, you, Korra's like, Northerners are crazy, and Mako's like, I just saw a bunch of firebenders run off with a weird device. I don't think the North is a part of this. And of course, Korra pulls the actually kind of logical, who else could, yeah, who, who else, else would want to do this? Yeah, and also we see Mako get one of the devices at this point. Yep. And then we go to, uh, we cut to Varric and Bolin going out of the limo. Getting a whole bunch of pictures taken. And of course, Bolin comments, Wow, I've never seen this much stuff unless I get hit in the face with a rock. <laughs> and of course, Varric's response to that is, Being famous is like getting hit in the face with a rock oh, many times. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> no, yeah, sorry, the, all uh, the time. At the pro bending arena, uh, Bolin's a celeb. And everyone's like, Oh, Bolin's Yeah, everyone's here. like, Bolin, yeah. And of course, the announcer guy, also yeah. our narrator, is like, maybe we can get an interview. Yeah. Well, then, come on. Yeah, it's a really cool scene with him getting an interview, and Varric's like, oh, yeah, I have plans for you, kid. Come yeah, on, let's do but, this. What I think is hilarious is because is, uh, it's like, ask Bolin a question. Bolin's like, eh, fact, 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 fact. Audience is dead quiet. Yeah. Then, he go, then all of a sudden he goes, but Republic City! Yeah, and everyone's like, like yeah! It's like, blah, 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 blah. But I miss the fans. Yeah, it's like, yeah, um, great. Yeah, it's great. And then of course, like uh, like Matt said, Varric's all, 
I think I know what your true calling is. Yep. Uh, we cut to the next day with Varric and Korra's meeting with President Ryko. Uh, Varric lets drop that he gave donations to both presidents. Well, yeah, you got you, 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 you got to bet on both sides. Yeah, you got to hedge you know? your bets. Yeah, hedge uh, your bets. That's what it is. President Ryko seems cool, but he does. He wants to stay out of the foreign war. Yes, he wants to stay out, but he also wants to make sure he does does this whole thing through nonviolent means, which obviously Korra's. Definitely yep. not happy about typical aggressive self, and she yep. is very angry about this. And of course, Varric, being Varric, is like, hey, you're already in this war, buddy. I mean, trying to convince him through actually convincing him, not yep. just, I'm angry at you. Yep. Well, and then, of course, Korra leaves, and Korra goes to Mako, and is like, the president doesn't care at all. Mm-hmm. And Mako's like, you know the president can't just be like, oh, yes, of course. Let's bring these troops on here. It's a war that he's not even a part of. Yep. Cora once again she gets brings pissed. up sides. Yep, Cora of course gets pissed at him again and she leaves as she always does. Uh, we see uh, uh, Sami and Cora go to talk to Varric. Who is shooting targets yeah, blindfolded. Really, yeah, just shooting arrows at them. Um, but then, but then um, after that, I mean, Asami needs to make money or else she's her company's going to go bankrupt. And Cora can't wait on the president to make a decision or do anything because mm-hmm. it's going to take too long. And this is where we get probably the coolest, one of the coolest Varric scenes <laughs> ever. We finally get to see how Varric Industries come up, comes up with ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so what he, he tells Julie to get the equipment and it's a pole with like, like a chin up pole kind mm-hmm. of while he wears these weird boots with hooks on them yeah. in an interesting way. And he eats a very, very spicy pepper because brainstorming and intelligence is all about circulation. (laughs) So he eats the super hot pepper, hangs himself upside down from those hooks Mm -hmm. on the pole so the blood rushes to his head. (laughs) And all he says is, Julie, take notes on everything I say. (laughs) Hold on a second. Uh, uh, you pulled those up. It's great. I, I yeah. Okay, okay, here it is. Cora, so yeah. his his this is this is legitimately his. He's again spicy pepper hanging upside down. Uh-huh. Here are the thoughts that come from his head: pink mint lemon tea, radio for pets, <laughs> hand shoes. <laughs> wait a minute. We don't need to wait for the president. We can actually just go straight to the troops because yep. troops love fighting. Yep. And also Asami. You you don't have to worry about selling your th- selling your tanks because I know some guys who wants them I, who want them you know in the south yeah. and because and of course it all sounds like a good plan even Asami's on board with this because in the words of Eric if you can't make money off a of war you just can't make money at all <laughs> oh, and then of course again like, in great. typical in typical Varric action he just flips does like a front flip. All, unhooks himself, yep. lands, perfect 10 out of 10 landing, <laughs> and tells Julie to put every other idea into um, research and development. Yeah, that's great. Uh, just, this is why Varric is so awesome. And just, how did that work? <laughs> you go from TV to radio thing, I've seen that to hands. shoes before. Like, it's an actual thing people do. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying, oh, the he, he went from yeah. tea to radio, to <laughs> shoes on your hands, to an actually good idea. Hey, those other ones will probably work out, I'm sure, for him. And well, we'll find uh, out. We'll also find, this is when we find out about Varric's, uh, the movies he plans on making. Ah, uh, yep. We, yep. We, we get another thing. I mean, 
don't get me wrong, in Avatar The Last Airbender, there was some versions of this. But here, we talk, we get to talk about, we get to hear Varric's idea for new movers that he wants to do. Yep. About about the north like the evil Unalak trying to take yeah. over the the, the world north, yeah villainizing the north to the people in republic city which is while while they have a super like a, a hero named the Nuktuk. yeah of the south who is going to yeah who's going yeah hero of the south um where Bolin is going to be Nuktuk. Mm-hmm. um long story short they're actually doing like wartime propaganda. Yeah, propaganda films. It's really but, which, yeah. uh, like I said, in Avatar: The Last Airbender, they did some things because you know, but it was the plays back that in a, showed uh, yeah, the, 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 the fire, fire yeah, the fire, yeah. and all that. I mean, because it was back in the day. That's how you did it. Here we get to see a more modernized version of propaganda oh, and its evolution. Yeah, I'll see. We're going to get into that in a second, but first we see Mako looking through a suspect book, which I thought was really cool. And then of course, uh, Bolin comes in and literally spills the beans about everything because yep. that that's a Bolin. And of course, Mako's like, "That's a terrible idea." Yeah, who cares? I'm trying to... <laughs> no, 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 no. When he we learn yeah, about of course, like, he's like, "Dude, no, that's bad. Why? No, bad Bolin, bad Korra." Um, and then, of course, Bolin, as as Ma- Mako tells him what he's doing with the book, yep. Bolin flips one page. Yep. And all of a sudden, it's like, that's him! Yep, he finds his lead, and he goes off to meet Lin with the lead, and this is when we uh, cut back to Tenzin. No. Yes. He says he's going to go to Lin. Yes, yeah. we do. Yes, yeah, we do. He's going to go to Lin. Um, and so, Tenzin is helping Milo with Pokey. Mm-hmm. And then, he's like, first, establish dominance. Mm-hmm. And of course... Milo does try. Like, he actually gets an aggressive tone. He's like, sit. Come on, sit. And then, of course, Pokey's being Pokey and like, wee, it's so funny. (laughs) And, of course, Tenzin's like, no, no, you're doing it wrong. He even goes to a a scene where Milo's about to take a nap. And, you know, Pokey's in the bed. And he's like, no, you cannot have that happen. Because you are the alpha lemur. You must show that this is your bed. He must sleep on the floor. And Milo says the truest thing. Mm-hmm. Being the alpha lever is lonely. Yeah, it's a very sad scene. And even Tenzin's like, I know. Yeah, it's a very, very sad scene. But this it is really is. When we cut back to the president chastising Lin for not finding the northerners that were responsible for the bombing at the uh, palace. Because obviously it was northerners. Yep, obviously it has to be. We see a couple of detectives, Lu and Gong. Lu and Gong, that's <laughs> yep. their name. And uh, M- M- uh, Mako walks in and he's like, hey... I found a lead on it, and which one's Lou, which one's Gong? I believe... Who's, who's got Black Beauty? They both have long mustaches, but I think Gong is the short one and Lou's the tall one. All right. The short, yeah, so uh, Gong is just like, hey, that's great, you should tell Lin about it right now. Yeah. And Mako's like, sure. <laughs> and we find out that, well, Mako finds out that she's in a meeting with the president, yep. and that she needs to take it to Lou and Gong. And, you know, long story short, mm-hmm. they're a bunch of buttheads... He's, uh, Mako's trying to be serious, but it was the Northerners. No biggie. Also, yeah, she's just pissed about him interrupting the middle of a meeting. And even right, yeah, with the poss- president. They ignore the fact that he possibly found a culprit. Um, uh, on his way out, though, the president is very kind to Mako, and he's like, hey, man, uh, you're doing a good job. Uh, you got information about the Avatar, what she's up to? And uh, at first, he was like, I, he didn't say anything, because mm-hmm. it was like, if you have information, let me know, probably. But as the president's leaving, Mako's like, wait. Yeah, wait, I know. Uh, and then yeah. we cut to well the uh, united the united forces mm-hmm. where Korra talks to our old friend General Iroh. Yeah, Iroh. And of course, and of course, uh, Korra tells him the idea, and 
Iroh is like, oh, yeah, I mean, down we could we could totally just go and do a, some training exercises in, uh, close to the south and just happen to get attacked. But the president's just the president walks in and goes, yeah, you're not going behind my back, are you? Yep. And pretty much makes it so that uh, Iroh cannot leave at all. Yep. And this upsets Korra. Yep, but also we get the information that he he's like, oh, we can just go to the Fire Lord, uh, my mother, and we can find out what happened. He also alludes that his father is still, or his grandfather is still alive and is friends with the Avatar. Yep. Zuko's alive! Zuko is alive. Or it could be his other grandfather because he has two, just like Zuko remembered <laughs> in that episode. So, so what? Some is guy. It, so, so what? Is it some guy who's going to be like as strong as the Avatar? <laughs> uh, anyway. We got um, sexy bull in movie time after that. <laughs> hell yeah, we do. Some nut tuck. Good old, hero good old nut tuck. Of the South. Hero, yes, hero. <laughs> Of the south. Um, and we get to also see Varric's new product on Ginger, who has super red super red hair, which he calls Veridai. They see they, they they see her with that on the on the move and the movers, and I bet we'll sell a million of them. Yep. And then Korra walks in with well, rides in with Naga and says, I need you to watch Naga Bullen. Uh he's like, wait, what's ha- what happened? And Varric's like, yeah, what happened with uh, General Iroh? Mm-hmm. And Korra explains that the president got tipped off. But how? Only them in the room knew about it, in which Bolin just casually says, and Mako. Yep, I told Mako. And that's... No, he, yeah, he didn't even mention that he told Mako. Yeah, just, I know. Mako knows. Wait, Oof. he wouldn't, would he? <laughs> oh, God. And then, of course... Um, back with Milo. Yeah, back with Milo. And we get to see the fruits... Of Tenzin's labor. Yep. Well, congratulations, Milo. You are now a master trainer and you train Pokey well. And Milo reveals <laughs> it wasn't just Pokey. He did it with every lemur. So he gets a whistle out and starts like doing like whistle things. And yeah. every single lemur <laughs> like, flies around and like <laughs> just lands and everything. And Tenzin pretty much says what everyone else was thinking. I've created a monster. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, he's like, um, forget about the training for now. Just you and Pokey have fun. <laughs> he's like, oh, thank goodness. And then he just whistles again and then goes off to have some fun. It's a great little scene. Yeah. It, it, it's, I thought it was just hilarious because mm-hmm. just seeing Tenzin go from, I'm a help you to, oh my goodness, what did I do? Yeah. Um, but then we cut back to Korra. Storming the police office. I was like, a hilarious scene that's in a bunch of old 80s and 90s uh, cop action movies where the girlfriend comes into the station and just makes a huge crazy scene and, and blows uh, shit up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's pretty, a great scene. Oh, and with Korra, we're talking like she kicks Mako's desk completely. <laughs> yeah. They both have an argument which ends in Mako breaking up with Korra. Yep. Yeah, it was a really cool scene. It was interesting to see this. But honestly, this was a very quick relationship. Well, yeah, they're both uh, fiery-tempered people. Actually, you know, I'd say Mako's pretty chill, and Korra's a pretty crazy person. Right. So. Um, <laughs> Not surprised. But then, as Korra leaves, we get literally the two best lines yeah, from yeah. Lin in the season. <laughs> first, first, Lin opens the door, sees the <laughs> desk in front of her door, and goes... What, what the, the Flamio, Flamio happened, happened here? here. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Just because she used Flamio. Of course. And then Mako's just like... I, I broke up with the Avatar. And then we get probably my favorite <laughs> Lin line ever. You got off easy. You should have seen Air Temple Island when Tenzin broke up with me. I'm just like, yeah, no, thank you. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was amazing. 
So we cut to uh, Korra going to uh, the Fire Fire, Fire Fire Nation, Nation. um, obviously in tears because, well, she just got broken up with, Uh when who should attack but Desna and Eska. Yeah. And they're attacking, and of course, Eska's just like, you took my husband. Yeah, but she's also easily holding both of them off uh, in a fight on the ocean. And she even even uses the Avatar state, too. Yeah. And what should appear but a... Dark spirit. A gigantic dark spirit that she's unable to affect. Yeah, she, and again, now, just so you know, listeners, this time, other rather than just trying the cool little spirit thing on mm-hmm. her own, she tries the spirit thing in the Avatar state. Yep. And it works for like a, it works for a lot longer than it has before. Oh, yeah. But it immediately breaks free and eats her. Yep, it, uh, tab- well, yeah, seemingly eats her or just splashes her back into the water. Well, not um, first. and then, of course, Desna and Eska see this and yeah, they look at each other like, leave. what the hell? Okay, get, get, get the hell out of here. And that's <laughs> actually where the episode ends. It just yep. ends on that note. Yeah, a very, very crazy note for the episode to end on. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I know about cliffhangers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but this is like running into a brick wall kind of ending. Kind oh, of yeah, thing. it was very, very cool. Uh, so, um,. Anything you want to ask? Neither you want to ask, host. Oh well, <laughs> well. I mean, this is my first time ever watching this. It's just, I still don't under. I mean, I do kind of understand what Unalak is trying to do, but his methods are just weird. Well, you don't know what he's trying to do yet. <laughs> it's very confusing. He wants well, to make. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. But still, yeah. well, no. Just the fact that I mean, especially the whole. You told you told uh, Cora she's useless. No, I told her what she needed to. Yep. Like no, <laughs> you don't do that. And um, like I said before, um, Mako and Cora breaking up kind of blindsided me. Not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah, it was very surprising. But honestly, it's for the best because <laughs> Mako's a jerk. Really, <laughs> Mako's the jerk in the situation. He's doing his hey, best. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> Don't make fun of the Avatar. She's doing it to save the world. <laughs> yeah, she, she is. is. She is being irrational and angry to save the world. She is a crazy person. Um, over to but I still, again, I still like how the start of propaganda war movies. Yeah, it's very, is very coming cool. up. I, I do like yeah. how this is evolving. And again, second best character in all of Avatar. Varric. Varric oh. himself. I'm about to say, but first is who? Huh? First? Yeah. Oh, come on. Best Earthbender boy. <laughs> what? Boy? Oh, Bolin. Yeah, I was about Bolin. to say, well, I think Earthbender first thing of Toph, so I don't even know. <laughs> I said, that's why I said boy. Uh-huh. Like, first first Earthbending boy. Yeah, Bolin. In, <laughs> in Legend of Korra, Bolin's best boy. Bolin is dope as hell. Yeah. Um, But, speaking of dope as hell... This next episode oh is actually my. really good. Oh, yeah. Because it's episode six, The Sting. Yep. The announcer brings up that someone attacked the Water Tribe Society Center, and through, uh, and even though all signs point to the north, Mako thinks that there's something else going on. Yeah, I also point out like everyone's doing like work for work with Varric in this uh, last time, too. Yep. And then, of course, uh, Bolin is in the movers, and Asami is sending tanks to the south. That's. Mm-hmm. Pretty much what the announcer says. Oh, and, oh yeah, he doesn't mention Korra yeah, at all. No, point. it doesn't, yep, actually. No, no. Um, however, we start after the title card. Um, a, a ship. Large, yeah, a large shipping boat is attacked. By, first, by these weird little devices mm-hmm. that kind of beep, 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 but then they explode. Yep. Little sticky bombs. Yep, and then we find out that this boat belongs to Varric. Yes, it does. And, we all, and uh, obviously, if Varric wanted Asami to do some shipping, 
What else could be on that boat? Exactly. Um, well, after that whole thing happens, um, we actually arrive at the Southern Spirit Gate. Yep, Eska and Desna wait at the portal for, and, uh... For Unalak. Yeah. And, they, you know, they're like, where is he? And Desna's like, he's gonna be here, don't worry. Unalak comes out, out of the, the spirit. spirit portal. Yep. Which, first off, makes makes me raise a bunch of questions. They ask I, they ask if he was in the spirit world, and he's like, oh, no, 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 yeah, don't he's like, that. don't worry about that. Where's the Avatar? And they explain that a a, a dark spirit killed her. Yep, she's dead. And which then, which Unalak is displeased by this. Yep. Uh, but now finally we get to see the first episode, first part. They're movers. Yeah, well, it, it's it's mover. a movers. It's movers from back then, so it's technically a movie. So would yeah. it be a part or an episode? I think huh? it's just a, a, a first movie. Yeah, okay. I think well, it's a whole movie, but okay. it's just like really well, anyway, short. Um, that's the they first, the yeah. first movie for Nuktuk, Hero yeah. of the South. Of the South. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it's extremely cheesy. Like, Unalak is like classic evil villain yeah, who has a doomsday device. Yep. We have um, Nuktuk, played by Bolin, of course. Oh, of course. Um, who has... Two animal companions, played by Pabu and Naya. <laughs> yeah, they're playing a polar uh, raccoon and an arctic panda. And an arctic panda, <laughs> yes. Because those are things. Um, oh, and, 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 of course, uh, pa- uh, the, uh, arctic, the arctic panda and the uh, snow raccoon, was it? Uh, polar raccoon. Polar raccoon. Yeah. They talk. Because, like, Pabu's character would be like, you're our best friend, Nuk Tuk. And, of course, Naga gets the good one-liners, like, Nuk Tuk. <laughs> and, of course, and, and, you know, uh, you know, there's, there's the audience is like, you know, like, yay, boot and stuff like that. Everything is a smash hit. Yep, it is great. Speaking of smash hits, Bolin tries to hit on Ginger because, apparently, if there are a couple in the movies, there are a couple in real <laughs> yep, life. Bolin's very dumb. He doesn't know the separation of reality and fiction, yeah, but uh, it Varric, fails miserably. Yeah, Varric points out that you need to starve for, to put out people to think. They're very dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And his... His analogy is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Have you ever have you ever seen a marmot monkey ride a bicycle? <laughs> is is that a trick question? Of course you haven't, because you can't, because they can't. They have to want to, and you're a star now. That means you can make them want to. <laughs> Julie good. brings down the mood by telling Varric about the shipment. Yep, and they leave the mover show. Yep, they leave the movers. Um. Yep. So. Where am I in my notes? Uh, Mako is still missing Korra. He's still upset about it. But. Yes, he is. St- that's right, he is. Um, Asami hears about the, the ship shipment. That was lost. And yep. uh, Asami and Mako are sitting in like the other side of the interrogation room where Lin is interrogating the captain of that one ship with Lu and Gong sitting there as well. Yep. Uh, oh, the, 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 this is when they first mentioned that the bombs are remote activated and they first realized that this is the same thing from the cultural center. Well, that, that, that Mako ships. does at least. Yeah, before um, he goes to Lu and Gong. And, and, of course, and, and then, of course, uh, hearing the captain say something about ex- bombs that explode without actual fuses. Yep. Mako's like, I need to grab some evidence. Yep. And, and then Varric walks in and he's upset because they took down his fifth favorite ship. Which is named after his mother. Rusty, rest in peace, Rocky Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Mako is trying to actually solve the case. Yep, but the in tra- typical cop fashion, yeah, he tries to he, he tries to uh, you know be like, "Oh, did anyone have this? Did you see this guy or something?" Lu and Gong are like, "Yeah, listen to the rookie." Yeah, and Varric's uh, like, "Everyone, peace time. Let's get lunch." Asami's like, "You two suck," and Lin's just. <laughs> Finally, he's like, enough. Mako, you're not a detective. 
get out of here now. Yep. <laughs> and um, so Mako's like, I want to take care of this, but apparent, but apparently, you know, if I do anything against uh, against Lin, I'll get kicked off the force. And uh, Asami's like, I'll help you. That should be enough, right? And Mako's like, No, we need more than that. We all, first off, we need a ship. Land of Convenience appears, yeah, aka Merrick. You need a ship. I, you need a ship. I got a ship. Tell me it and tell me what the plan is. Uh, tell me what the plan is. I like plans. Yep. The less you know, the better. Well, I like not knowing things. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, so, long story short, uh, Michael gonna... also does not want help from Korra, so he goes to Bullet. Well, before we before we find oh, yeah, out about that, that we learn about what the plan is, which is he wants to do a sting operation. Mm-hmm. Which, in this case, they get a ship. A dummy ship that's filled with empty crates. Yep. Go to the same spot because apparently the ship at the beginning got hit in the same spot that the other ones got hit. Yep. Um. So they're gonna go in do, like with a dummy ship and try to capture them like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So when they finish loading the ship with all of the dummy stuff, um, Mako's like, "We need more manpower." Asami's like, "What yeah. about Korra?" Yeah, and Mako's like, um, uh, no, no, "She's no, out of no, town. No, no, Let's no, no, go. No. I'm gonna go somewhere else." Yep. They go to Bolin, who refuses to help Mako because he didn't help him before. Yeah, because he didn't help him figure out what he should do. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> and, and by the way, Mako being a uh, Bolin being a star now has a whole bunch of money, so they bought a whole bunch of things, like a giant hot tub yeah, in the middle of the half, entire apartment. Yeah, half the apartment is now a hot tub. Um, and a whole bunch of other things, including a giant marble statue of him, of Bolin. It's so silly. Which doubles as... A coat rack. A hat rack. A hat rack, yeah, you're right, you're right. We don't, we don't no. need a hat. We don't have hats. <laughs> yeah. That's because we don't have a, a hat, hat rack. rack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, so long and short of it is... Uh, Bolin is kind of being a jerk. Mm-hmm. But then again, he's literally letting stardom get to his head. Oh, yeah. So he's being a jerk about it. And Mako is forced... Mako and Sami are forced to go to someone else. Yep. The triple threat triad. For yep. Him. Good old Shady Shin. Yep. Shady Shin. Two-toes ping. Uh, Two-toed ping. Oh, the, God. What's the, guy, the guy's name? The Scorpion or the Dragon? Oh, uh, Viper. Viper, Viper. Yeah, Viper. Viper was the one at the beginning yeah, yeah, yeah. that we met. Um, Viper is the Viper and Tuto Ping and uh, another guy we don't know the name of were the ones that attacked Korra when she first got into the Correct. Side. And then we, they're Shady Shin. We only know three of the four. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so Shady Shin and uh, Mako and Asami kind of make a deal. Yep. They, um, oh, the first they tried to promise to get Shady Shin's bending back, but the leader's like, who cares? The le- <laughs> no, the leader's like, that's good. What about the rest of my crew? Yep. And then As- uh, Asami's like, dude, brand new cars. Haven't been sold. Haven't been uh, revealed yet to the world. You help us. You're. You help us. You get them. And so um, they go. We're at, actually at the, at sea. Where I'm sorry. One of my favorite parts. All right, everyone. We got to keep quiet. Ain't no problem. Geek quiet is my is my middle name because you know I'm a gangster. So I got to keep quiet. You know, mum's the word and all. Like literally, like an old like twenties gangster. Yeah, is just talking nonstop and it's great. This is also a find out. Yeah, Asami figures out that it finds out through Mako. Yeah, he tells him that he broke up with the Avatar. Broke up with just like yeah, right. All the gangsters like yeah, right. Yeah, sure. You broke up with the Avatar. And of course, Asami is piqued at this. Like, huh? Well, really, you broke up with her. And then we go back to Bolin filming and the, Bo- yeah, the filming Bolin, and you know they're film- He and Ginger are filming a scene, 
And as she's getting about to die in a death trap, yep. he decides to kiss her. Yep. In which case, Beric's like, there's no kiss here. Yeah, and of no course, Bolin's like, hey, you know, I got caught up in the moment. Uh-huh. It just felt right. And Beric's like, wait, wait, wait. Your girlfriend's about to die in a death trap and you <laughs> kiss her. That's perfect. <laughs> Everyone, take five. Yeah, it's and then that ginger is still very upset. Yeah, she's because, very pissed about us. Because, well, Bolin still doesn't know the difference between yeah. Bolin and Nuktuk. Bolin's going to get canceled <laughs> for um, making out with the actress against him. <laughs> probably, but probably not. Uh, but we, uh, we go back boats. to the boat where it's been quite some time. And we learn why Tuto Ping is named... Two toed pink. <laughs> yeah. And it's because yeah, you ready for this guys? Oh, yeah. He's got two extra toes. Yep. On each well, one on each foot, and twelve toe ping was already taken. Yep, I already gigs on the south side or something like that, he says. <laughs> yep. Um <laughs> and then of course Mako is concerned about everything, so he decides to walk around the uh, walk uh, walk around the dock. Yep. The ship? Would, yeah, sure. <laughs> um in which case he finds out through actually listening in mm-hmm. on Viper and uh, two and uh, two Toad Ping ugh, and uh, Shady Shin that Shady Shin and the Triads were supposed to, were paid to, to dis- keep them busy to yep. distract them. Um, Mako tells Asami about this, and of course they're the gang. Figures out. Oh, they're trying to leave, huh? Yep, and they attack, and they have a cool ass water fight. Oh yeah, dude! Speedboat chase scene. Yeah, Mm, very very cool. Asami saves Mako with the speedboat. Her speedboat driving Mm -hmm. skills. Oh yeah. And Um, even Shady, dude. (coughs) Wait, was that Shady Shin doing water bending though? No, Viper was. That was Viper. Okay, because I thought Shady Shin was doing it too. I'm like, wait a minute, but he got his bending taken away. No, Shady Shin. Oh yeah, no, no, no. no. Yeah, no, it was Viper. Also, we don't even know what bending he is. We can assume. Well, right, right, but no, it was it was know. Viper doing the water bending. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, we get some really good scenes. And all in all, long story short, Mako and Asami get out free while the others are like they're they're gone, like they're they they lost. Yeah. Um. So, which begs the question: They're being distracted from what? Asami has a very bad suspicion about this, and they go back to her warehouse, and everything is yep. taken. All and of course, Mako's like, "We got others. We can take. We can sh- search the other warehouses." And Sami's like, "Dude, no, that was the last one." Yep, that was all the stuff that they had. And, and of course, Mako's sad. like, "I'm never gonna give you up. I'm never gonna oh, let you down. <laughs> I'm never gonna Mako, run around." Mako comforts her, and she kisses Mako. Yeah, she literally pulls a Cora and just up and kisses him. Yep. And it, it was cute. But of course, they're all, they're both like, just sorry. I t- no, yeah, no, Mako's it, like, oh, no, um, no, 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 yeah. Well, you know, he's just like, yeah, it's fine. It's just a... Yep. Cut to the next day. Yep. Where Mako is threatening to toe ping and his toe, and hit all of his toes. Yep. Like, he, he has like the fire, the fire bending, dagger. like, yeah, dagger. dagger thing, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna cut your toes if you don't tell me. And a ping's just like, look, I ain't gonna lie because you're threatening the, you're threatening the biggest here. But I don't know. Some moot came right after you guys came. I swear, this is all I know. You know how it is. And then Mako leaves um, to go to see Varric. Yep. However, Bolin, I'm sorry, Nuck Tuck, is there and doesn't know where Varric is. Yep. Which Bolin mentions that 
um, they're gonna have a pyrotechnics Pyrotechnic scene, spider. which which is movie talk. Yeah. Explosions. explosions, getting ready for the explosions. <laughs> or we just call them explosions sometimes. <laughs> no, but in, in short, as uh, Bolin is filming this, is getting filmed with this, Mako's kind of behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and he notices there's explosions without bending. Yep. He goes to a guy who's filling up like these cases with explosives yeah, and, and, and learns about pyrotechnics and how the, it's remote-controlled explosions. Yep. And they also note that... He, the guy also notes that this pyrotechnic stuff is a Varric exclusive. Yeah, all Varric tech. Yeah, yep. all Varric tech. And all of a sudden he's like, oh no. Goes to Asami and is like, Asami, I figured out... I, I think I might have figured out who it was. And Asami is like, oh, great. Glad to see you. And we see turned around is Varric? Yeah, and he says, I just like, so Varric just bought a controlling share of my company so he won't go bankrupt. Yeah, a controlling interest bought yep. by Varric? Yeah. Um, And of course, uh, it, it, just so you know, it's it. first off, it's just Varric. Secondly, he does like the James Bond yeah. evil, like <laughs> yeah, one leg big, up, like huge turn, grin, yep. like huge grin. And on his he face. Was, his first words even are, "Hello, Mako." <laughs> I'm like, uh. yep. anyway. Um, so you know, Asami's like, so you figured out who it is, and all all Mako says is, "Yeah," and I'm really close. I'll fill <laughs> you in later, and leaves. Yep. Meanwhile. <clears throat> On a remote island, or what we think is remote, yeah. we see Korra washed ashore and waking up with Fire Nation sages. sages. Fire sages, yeah, yep. Fire sages, um, just looking at her, and like, Korra well, freaks Avatar, out. Avatar, she's like, wait, we're here to help you, Avatar. And Korra mentions, who's the Avatar? Yep. What is this? Yeah, what are you guys talking about? Who am I? Oh, yeah, just... And who are you? Who am I? Yep. Um, and then, of course, the Fire Nation guys are just like, uh Confused. And, that's and then it ends. The end of the episode. Oof, my goof. What a great ending for that episode. Mm-mm, uh, I don't yeah, like it. Exactly what I wanted to talk to you I about like was it. what do you think of Varric's turn? <laughs> it's not. Uh huh. It's not. Okay. No, I get, no, no, no. And, and I have, and I have some proof. As to how I know it's not Varric. Alright, what do you think is gonna... I, I, like I said, I like we know, uh, listeners, I haven't already seen the entire series, but he has not, so there's like many, many people watching it during the time. What do you think is happening? I think that the uh, Agni Kai, which are the people who, I, who I'm assuming are the firebenders at the beginning, who uh, did the whole thing, I think they're very... I, I think they're very good at, like, impersonating someone like especially with like makeup and stuff like mm-hmm. that because first off Varric did not have Julie mm-hmm. secondly Varric knew a lot more than he let on Varric is not he's awesome he's amazing he's innovative he's not intelligent because he always has Julie do things for him that he would <laughs> that he cannot do or does not know how to do mm-hmm. and in a previous episode especially especially when he was in Ping Ping Julie goes he is Never without Julie. Julie is always with him. Mm. And yet he was alone. And at, fir- at first, I, 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 this this theory was blown out because I thought his eyes were a different color too. Like, Derek <laughs> has blue eyes. I don't think I don't think his eyes were blue. No, they were. They mm. were. But and for, and and for Varric to go straight to go straight into buying a controlling interest, 
even Merrick wouldn't go that far. Because he's a businessman. He's not going to try to take control of future industries. He's going to... He might put his name on future industries mm-hmm. or something like that. He, he's going to more help. They already have a deal. They already made a deal. Yeah. That wasn't the deal. <laughs> okay, keep going. <laughs> it's not... It's not there. It's not there at all. At least, and, and, and to those of you who already... If, for some reason... Those of you who have watched these episodes, especially you, right. and for if if through some horrible miracle it happens to actually be Varric, um, no, shut up, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Varric is my favorite. Okay, but yeah, but, it, but honestly, <clears throat> I don't think it's Varric, even though I well, I want to believe it's not Varric. Of course, it's kind of like it's kind of like the Northern Water Tribe bombing the uh, bombing the center. Mm. It looks like it's Varric, but I feel like there's more to it than that. Because uh, that's that's totally out of Varric's character. Uh-huh. Okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> shut up, Matt. I don't like your tone. <laughs> well, well, who knows? Uh, but we anyway. Have we have two more episodes to uh, cover. Yes, we do. And let me be honest with you about this one. The These two ne- episodes, which just... Slight spoilers for you guys. This is a, a two-parter, yep. so you know. I think so far in all that I have seen in Legend of Korra, I think these two are actually the best episodes mm. so far. And let's not waste any more time on this because I really want to start talking about these. Okay. Episodes seven and eight, which is part one and two of Beginnings. Yep. Um, the announcer in episode seven, at least. Uh, mentions that the avatar went missing, and since the president would not help her, she went to the fight. She went to go and find a new ally in the Fire Lord, yep. but was attacked by a, a dark spirit. Now she's in the Fire Nation and has no memory whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So we cut to after the title card for part one. We cut to Korra being carried to a different temp- temple where, like, the head Fire Sages. Yep, the Fire. And sages she does right something there. interesting with firebending. Mm-hmm. See. Firebending is more, in my opinion, is more like passion. Is more like, you know, destructive force. Yep. This lady uses it in like some court, sort of healing kind of spiritual way. Yeah, it's very way. peculiar. It's very like, what is she? Like, yeah, it's some kind of weird spirit bending with the old lady fire yeah. sage. And, uh, yeah, also, uh, right? Yeah, it's very weird. Also, yeah, Cora's already started saying Rava over and over again. Yes, she just says the, the name Rava over well, and the over. the word Rava, we don't know if it's yeah. in there. Yeah, she just, yeah, she just starts saying Rava. Um... The sage who's doing, like, the weird spirit healing thing with the fire is like, oh, she's got dark energy in her, and we need to purge it. So they drop her in some healing kind of water yeah, chamber. magic healing water. Yep. Uh, and, and, so, and so, as Korra is submerged in this water, we go inside her head, where she sees her. And she, you know... I won't see her head. I was thinking she was going to the spirit world. <laughs> well, we see all about her spirits yeah. and stuff. So, I, we don't see other spirits. That's why I say we go inside her head, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because she, you see Korra looking at Korra. And, of course, Korra is like, what, who are you? And the other Korra is like, I'm you. But who am I? You see Aang. Yeah, it turns like, into Aang. Yeah, it turns into Aang. It's like, you're the Avatar. Roku goes, uh, turns and says... It, it, you know, tells her that she needs to reconnect with her mm-hmm. past selves. And through Kiyoshi, and who's the one before Kiyoshi? Uh, I can't remember his name, but I believe he is the dum-dum who got his girlfriend's face stolen by Ko. 
<laughs> yeah, you're probably you're, you're probably right. Um, he's the water one. If, yeah. I don't remember his name. But he was like a um, show but off. But pretty much, long story short, she needs to reconnect with her past selves by going back to the beginning and finding Rava. Yep. And so we go, we cut to. I'm gonna say it turns into a final person, and it is of somebody she doesn't know, a young man with like crazy spiky hair. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. We cut to well, a young man with mm-hmm. very spiky hair. She asks if that's Rava, and he goes, "No, but I can help you find her." My name is Juan. Yep. And I'm gonna tell you how I became the first Avatar. Yep. Boom! Oh, right yeah. there. First Avatar. Before this episode, before I watched this episode, yeah, I was curious as to maybe now that Legend of Korra was over, maybe they'll do something with the first Avatar or anything like that. I see they didn't need it because they're covering it now. <laughs> yep, voiced by Stephen Yoon from Walking Dead, Glenn. There you go. There's your uh, actor of the day, mm-hmm. and we start off with this Wan character. Running away from imperial de- dressed pe- men known as the Chews. Yep, I would say this. Uh, he was a, like running away. He had a bag of stuff. Seemingly a thief from like feudal Japan. Looking one around. jump ahead of the hit. Yeah, he's literally doing the, the whole thing. The Chew brothers. He stole from them. Uh, he is very agile. Oh, incredibly, very acrobatic too. Yeah, a lot of cool flips of the outrunning yeah. the Chew brothers. And of course, yeah, the Chew brothers are like, you can't get away with it, me, me, me. <laughs> and of course, Juan's like all being snarky and awesome, and he runs away. And he does the dumbest thing a thief could ever do. In mid-chase, he sits down and starts goes to start eating. Because guess what? The Chews are there! <laughs> yep. And they actually stop him and throw him in the mud. Yeah, Into uh, animal pins with, uh, just like I brought up a couple of episodes ago. Pig cows. Yeah, they're and... all pig uh, crossbreeds, which means that that stuff's before the Avatar, those weird-ass crossbreed animals. Right, yeah. Not long like ago. Pi- pig cows. Uh, pig chicken, chickens. Yeah, pig chicken, <laughs> chicken pigs. Um, <laughs> potato, tomatoes. Um, yeah, it's a crazy weird thing. And then, of course, after all of that, um, we see outside of the huge city, there's like a bit of a forest area where there's a little tree house where Juan goes and there's two other people. There's yep. Jaya and there's... Who's the other one? Uh, the old man? I did not get the name of. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I think I might have, but anyway. Um, but and, and, an older man who is literally like a half-tree, half-human-looking yeah, guy. Yeah, a weird mutated tree man or and, something. And of course, um, you know... Jaya's like, dude, you stole from the Chos again? Yep. That's not upset. that's not cool, bro. You we this is we learn about the Emperor of uh, of the Emperor Chu and what he does to people. He, because Jaya goes, You could be executed or worse. Yep. Egg, uh, banished to the spirit wilds. And the old man who's like half tree or whatever freaks out because he's like, they'll turn you into a monster like me. Yeah, and then he goes back into the woods and has to see that Juan is very kind to animals as he gives yes. his portion of the food to animals. And very, to very, very true. Yes, that is something we should have mm-hmm. pointed out was he gives uh, Jaya, Juan gives Jaya and the uh, tree man uh, so their portions of the food and a bunch of animals just came in and Juan just gave all of his food to uh, yep. to the animals. We see, and of the, course, after all of the mm-hmm. stop stealing from the chews and everything like that, Juan has a brilliant idea. Cut to another. I'm gonna guess the next day. Yeah, it's the next where day. Where this big warrior kind of guy is like, "Are you brave? Can you? Are you? Do you want to help out your city? Then come join the hunt." 
because we're going to go out to the spirit wilds for a week and hunt for food. Juan's like, I'm in. Um, we get fire, right? Yeah, get and, fire. What does that mean? And the big and the big guy's like, you wouldn't even last two seconds. And another guy's like, dude, he's literally the only one. Let's just bring. Yeah, him. why not? So, and he, you know, he's just like, okay, welcome to the hunt. So we see them all gathered in front of the gates. Well, actually, at a cliffside of the city, of of the city, and uh, you know, like like Matt said earlier. What does it mean by getting fire? Well, yeah. the entire city rumbles and moves to reveal... A enormous lion turtle. That's right. With some beautiful painterly backdrops of the old Japanese-looking city. Right, and... Um, this just whole style actually, is very... Yeah, I, yeah. I was gonna, that's what I wanted to comment before we continue on. Mm-hmm. This art style for this entire flashback... Is completely different than the actual animation style yeah. of Legend of Korra. Like it's, very, like, it's beautifully like classic painted, yeah. watercolors looking. It's great, beautiful. But anyway, we see the enormous lion turtle reaching out and with a single like giant talon and giving them the gift of fire. Which, if you all watch Avatar: The Last Airbender, in the same manner that mm-hmm. the lion turtle gave the energy bending yep. to Aang. Aang. Yep, back in the day. And he says that you have this power of fire until you return. Yep, until you return. So, we go into the uh, spirit wilds, where Juan's like... Uh, yeah, immediately. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, literally, like, they just walked in, and he's yep. just like, I can't do this, I'm scared. And the guy's like, get out of my sight and return your fire. Yeah. And Juan, the rational individual that he is, goes straight home. Because now he has fire. Yep. <laughs> and now they can they can uh, raid the Chews again. And, of course, uh, Jaya is afraid. It is like, dude, you shouldn't do this. Just go with the natural order of things. Yep. It'll be fine. And uh, Juan's like, you can't cower forever, buddy. Yep. And so they raid the Chews again. And <laughs> more successfully than before because it, they got like... Ten people with them. Yeah, it's a whole big gang. To steal food. With masks and stuff. Yeah, with masks and everything. And Juan is holding everyone at bay with his firepower. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, after shenanigans break through, after people, like, start exiting, like, escaping with the food, um, the Chews find out, well, it's Juan with firepower. Yep, one of them uh, manages to get the mask off of him. Yep, by accident. And... Like, we're talking, like, fire all around. Juan has the fire up getting ready to strike the guy. Yep. And he doesn't. Thankfully, he does not. Yeah. In which, and, and, then we, and then, of course, we cut to him getting captured. And we cut to him with the Emperor in front of the Lion Turtle. Oh, we also see that, like, the Chew that he didn't kill is just like, oh, I knew he was Yankee Juan. Yeah, I knew you couldn't <sighs> do what it takes. Big talk, big talk for a short fat <laughs> Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, I knew you wouldn't do it. You suck. And it's just like, oh, man, it sucks for Juan. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, of course, um, we cut to that area. Yep, and the Emperor's like, tell me who joined you, and I might spare you. And Juan's like, dude, shut up. Yeah, I don't care, no. And, of course, he's like, all right. You're banished. And that little fat guy was just like, Give back your fire! Yep, and the lion... He's, he asks the lion turtle to allow him to keep the fire so he can survive in the spirit wilds. And the uh, and the lion turtle's like, You're not allowed to come back to the city. Yep. But you are allowed to keep the fire to protect yourself. 
Yeah. That was so very cool. he is now officially the first person to keep an element. Oh yeah, that was very very cool. He is attacked by a oh well while he uh, enters the spirit. Yeah, wilds. he enters the the spirit wilds yeah. and uh, he's a, he accidentally steps on a frog. He turns into a big frog. Yeah, gigantic And tries frog. to step on him. Yeah, that was very And then cool. he almost gets eaten by a Venus flytrap. Yeah, fly trap, the crazy bug. He tries to eat a plant and it's a bunch of crazy yeah, little tries, spirit tries, bugs. Yeah, he tries to eat a bunch of bugs. He, he, he flops down in a field and they like the tentacle thingies like, yep. try to bring him down. I was like, yeah, I was like, he's attacked by a number of monsters that like he's in a D&D campaign or something. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Every corner, uh, some weird things attacking him. But there's a glimmer of hope. Mm-hmm. There's a small oasis yep, in the middle of the spirit wilds. Yeah. And he, Juan goes up to go to it. And this weird spirit, I don't even know what they think uh, of him. It's a Aya Aya lemur. An Aya Aya lemur? Yeah. Okay, so the, the uh, this Aya Aya lemur spirit is like, no! And like, he's got this shrill, high-pitched voice. It's uh, James Marsden, I'm going to say. Not Marsden, uh, Marsters, a voice actor. He's, a, he's like Tito from um, Weekenders, and he's a bunch of, he's like Kovu and Lion King too. He's a huge, huge voice actor. Right. I was going to say, um, Kovu, I kind of know, but the other one, the Weekenders, have no idea about. Oh, uh, he's great. But anyway, but yeah, um, yeah, he's, got, he's just like, nobody enters here. Not humans, not ever. And of course, Juan's like, dude, let me in and shoots fire at him. He's like, how dare you shoot me with fire? And literally, like, effortlessly picks up Juan and just tosses him into a bush. Oh, yeah, that's insane. Like, get out. Awesome. Get out. <laughs> and so Juan is just like, eh. So we see the uh, parade of other spirits. Yep, uh, parade of other up. spirits. And Juan's like, I have an idea. Because you know, when Juan has an idea, it always turns out well. Oh, yeah. Um, so as this whole procession's going on, um, we actually uh, we, we actually see him kind of dress up as something and starts walking. This, uh, the, I'm just going to call him Aya. The, the, the yeah. spirit, the spirit. Uh, I'm going to call him Aya. Yeah, does he have a name? I don't know if they ever no, they, they, to him as, he, yeah. he never gets called a name. Yeah, okay. So the, the, the lemur spirit of the Oasis, I'm just going to call him Aya. Okay. Because he's oh, an Aya. Jason Aya. Marsden is the voice actor. Jason Mars? Yeah. Okay. Jason Marsden, yeah. He's a ton of stuff. He's a um, so, so Aya's just like, you, who are you? And Juan, Juan as the spirit, is like, I am Bushy the Bush spirit. <laughs> and he's just like, okay, you can go in. Then sniffs a little yeah, bit and goes, wait. Takes off it. Takes off the uh, the hat and finds out it's Juan in a disguise <laughs> and tosses him into the river, not the oasis. Yep, and that's really funny. he's just like, "Go home, human." And the and Juan's like, "I got banished." Some of the other spirits are like, "Oh man, that stinks." Yeah, it's also funny. They all have like little kid sounding voices, and also like all the designs look very like Miyazaki. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like like uh, what's what's um what's the one with the girl going to the tower with uh, the spirit, the weird dragon spirit? Oh, you're talking about uh, like, no Spirit of the Way. Spirit of the Way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spirit of the Way, where she works at the uh, the bathhouse. Yeah, yeah. The spirit no bathhouse. Yep, stuff, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, they, they definitely look very Miyazaki-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, they're also, like, Also, oh. uh, what you might know Jason Marston as is, uh, Max Goof from Goofy Movie. Yeah. He was Max? Yeah, he's been, a, he's a, he's like an enormous voice actor, dude. He's oh, a, yeah, a, dude, a I, I knew he sounded familiar, I just couldn't pinpoint who oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, 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 he's been a stuff, he's great. Yeah, but, um, you know, they're like, oh, all the series are like, oh, that sucks, actually. Yeah, they're very nice And I was just like, dude, don't be nice, he's a human! Humans are yeah, it's really he good. He can just go to another city. <laughs> and Juan's like, there's Whoa. other cities? He's like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah and, 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 and Aya's just like, um, yeah, stupid. There are. 
being totally He mean. says, like, dozens of them in, like, the yeah, dozens of cities, yeah. Yeah, he says there's, like, dozens of them, and one's like, where's the next one? And I had this, like, some dumb thing pretty much not telling him where one He's is. Like, I think it's, uh, none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> none of your business, Valley. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's And great. then Juan's just like, I don't need you. I can just fall into the river deeper. Yep. And then as, uh, as that's all happening, he uh, find, we go... finds a uh, trapped cat deer. Yep, he finds... A trapped cat deer. I said cougar and deer because it looks more like a cougar than a regular cat, but I wasn't sure what the hell It's was. a mountain cat, so. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, Juan's like, I must eat and devour this. But the cat deer it, like shows the scene where like the animal's like, big guys, like, no, yeah, no. And Juan's just like, mm-hmm. fine. Uh, fine. Goes to free the uh, cat deer, and all of a sudden, you hear a familiar voice. Yep. What ho, we found meal. And it's the hunter. <laughs> we found meal. That's what they say. <laughs> yeah, they, yes. They say, what ho, we found meal. Um, it's the hunter, the head hunter. And um, he's like, yes, we will take this and we will eat of it. And Juan's like, no, I'm saving this. I will I will hug him and I will stroke him and I yep. will call him George. <laughs> um, but the hunter is like, um, wait, first off, Juan? And at this, uh, and after he's like confused because Juan is there, yep. he's also like, "That's my food. Uh, that's our food. You're gonna give us." And Juan fends them off by using his knowledge from the past. He yeah. runs over this like tall grassy area where, as the as the hunters are walking through it, yep. boom, the tentacle tentacles thing. bring them down. Then he picks up weird. Uh, pinkish red fruit and tosses it at the guys and they explode yep. into bees beetle bugs and stuff and one of the and one of the guys is like get him off get him off and gets literally carried away by these things yeah exactly <laughs> and then of course Juan like trips and falls and like gets hurt and uh the head the head hunter is like oh yeah you're out of tricks now and who should appear but Aya yep and Aya com- possesses one of the other hunters yeah he's like I hate humans and scares the headhunter away. Yep, and also we see that when he possesses the guy, the guy starts like freaking out and mutating into yeah. a half um, lemur thing. Aya leaves the body, but like Matt said, yep. just like half lemur esque thing, half human, and freaks out and runs. Yep, and of course Aya lets Juan into the oasis and with the healing powers, and Juan's like, "Thanks, don't get me wrong, but why?" And I was I like, look, I was actually observing you. I, I saw you free the cat deer. Yep. No human has ever been... I've never seen a human be that kind before. <laughs> and uh, one of the spirits is like, you're going to go back to the lion cities now? And Juan's like, you know what? No. I'm tired of humans. I want to live among the spirits. Yeah, that was a really cool call. <laughs> and so I was like, it's never happened before, but we can try it out. And thus he dons the name... Stinky. Yeah, he's like, I'll call, I've never had a human pet before. I'll call you Stinky. My uh, name is Juan, but Stinky <laughs> makes more sense. <laughs> we cut to the head hunter walking into the city. Yep. It's like everyone saw him because he's kind of charred up and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what happened? He's like, it was Juan. Yep, he was working with the spirits and yep. like he was one of them. And we get a montage as this guy is explaining oh, what yep. went down. We see a montage of Juan. Learning also, we see his, we see his friends hearing about Juan living with right. the spirits, which is going to be important. Yeah. Oh yes, that too. Um, knowing that Juan is alive, his friends are like, "Dude, he's alive." Yep. That, that is a good point. Yep. Um, but then we see like a time lapse thing where the the head hunters 
explaining situations while we see Juan mastering firebending yep. from one of the original masters. He's being taught firebending by a dragon. Yes, I was going to say, for those of you who have not yeah. seen Avatar The Last Airbender, the original masters were yeah. dragons. The dancing of the, the dancing of the dragons. Yep, the, dra- the dragon dance and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. Um, and this, this, the hunter is explaining how the firebending that he does is not, he, like he uses it as differently than anyone else. Yeah. It's more of an extension of his body rather than just a means of protection and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And of course, after this time lapse and all that stuff, um, uh, he he uh, you know he get he goes up and everything like that, mm-hmm. starts packing up things. But before. Before we get to that, actually, because I missed my notes. Oh, but so, yeah, we um, see his friends. Yeah, J- uh, Jaya and all of his friends are like, "Hey, yep. gathering other humans to leave." Yeah, and we we need fire. we need to do our own thing because now that Juan was able to do this, yep. we need to get fire and do our own thing. And you see them getting the power of fire and yep, leaving the lion the turtles. Lion giving them all of it. Yeah, it's really cool. And then we see uh, Juan packing up on. Now we have a name for the cat here, yep. Mala. Is it Mula? Yeah, Mala. I think it's like Mula. I think it's Mala. Well, I sound like it says Mula. Anyway, <laughs> that's why I looked up. I was like, "Wait, is he saying Mula like money?" It's what the hell is he saying? Anyway, um, but you know, and of course, uh, I was like, "You're leaving already?" He's like, "Yeah, I need to find these other cities." Mm-hmm. It's like, "I am proud to be your friend, Stinky." Yeah, it's a very cute scene. It, it is. It, it, it's very nice. It was endearing. As he travels, we... and yeah, you get a nice montage of him, yep. like different sceneries. Yep. him traveling with his. First animal companion. Yep, Mula. And, uh, and <laughs> the cat deer. And, uh, and then, as they're in a valley, mm-hmm. the spirits start running away. And it's like, the uh, the almighty spirits are fighting yep, them. They're going to destroy ones. everything. And we go, and he goes and sees what's going on. And you see two spirits. I describe them as looking like flatworms. Yeah, they do look like weird flat Get, Okay, worms. yeah. Um, you you, you yeah, see two, yeah, I've seen, yeah. Okay, yeah, these like two giant spirits that kind of look like flatworms. One of them is like white and blue, and the other one is like black and red. Yep. And they uh, they're fighting each other. Fighting each other. Yep. And of course, Juan is like trying to like stop this. You're gonna destroy everything. One of um, one of them is like the white one's like, yeah. dude, don't get involved. You don't know what's going on. And the black one's like, help. I'm being tormented. Yeah, she said, be trapped here for 10,000 years. And immediately after hearing that, um, Juan uses the fire to try and stop this from happening. Yeah. There's a tiny little intertwining with like one tentacle to one tentacle. One hits that and completely frees both of them of each other. And of course, the black one's like, you did a good service to the spirits. Bye-bye. Did he say his name here? No, no. No, the second they Um, yeah. It, 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 because the uh, the white spirit yeah. reams uh, Juan because Juan did a bad yep. and Juan's uh, she's like you don't even know who I am do you and Juan's like Wait, should I know yeah and this is where we learn their names yep the white spirit is Rava uh-huh. and the black spirit is Vatu. Vatu and she's been holding him in balance with spirit with uh, for the last ten thousand years yep. And now, because of what Juan did, Juan pretty much let darkness into the world. Yep, he freed evil into the world, and it will now spread. Yep. And then we cut to Korra. Yep. And she's like, all she says is, Rava, I, I found, found you. you. End of part one. Yep. Now, I watch the, I'm watching the Blu-rays mm-hmm. of this. Yep. 
Um, and, and um, the, well, first off, let's. L- l- this is part one. Wow. Yeah. So much. I was gonna say, dude. I like like I said way way back in the day. I saw this at Comic Con when it aired about a week before the actual airing on TV. Right, right. However, at this time when I saw this episode, I believe I might have been two or three episodes behind in the show. I mean, I haven't seen the two previous ones we just did, so I didn't know why Cora had amnesia. I didn't know why she was on this island. But I saw this episode at a con. Uh, they brought out Stephen Yoon, the voice actor for Juan, and I knew him from uh, Walking Dead. I was surprised. I didn't uh-huh. know he was there for they had all the people there, like um, Janet Varney, who voices Cora, was there, and Sachelle Gabrielle was uh, there for who voices Asami. Like, the whole panel, the product creators were there, and it was a really cool thing, really big screen. They brought down the screen, they showed the episode, it was freaky, and everyone was like, whoa, what the hell's going on? Whoa, what the hell? This is insane. It was really, really cool. And then later I found out that they showed the second part to people who are for a cosplay thing, for people who cosplay as Avatar characters. Oh. Exclusively. So I didn't get a chance to see that one, but I still saw this first half, and I was so confused, and I was like, what the freak, I'm freaking out. Everyone's like, <laughs> what's going on? It was an amazing experience. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, I was so and, happy. Oh, just finally learning the origins of the Avatar. Yeah, where the bending comes from. Yeah, which, I mean, when I saw the lion turtle... It, it was like one of those moments where it just clicked. I'm like, of course it was Lion Turtles. Yeah, they give energy things, so who knows? Well, well, yeah, but for them to be like literally the basis of bending mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Or the origin for the ability of bending, yeah. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh my goodness, and then so much, and then Juan. Yeah, just Juan. great, and it's really, really cool. Oh my goodness, is he ever. Uh, but... Let's not stop here. Oh yeah, we gotta finish this up so we have uh, yeah, a lot more discussion yeah, about Yeah, we got part two to cover, which, mm-hmm. now when I mentioned, I'm watching the Blu-rays. Yeah. According to the Blu-rays, yeah. it just goes straight into part two. Hmm. Yeah, there, there is no other announcer guy or whatever. I was say, there was the last time when I watched it, yeah. It's, um... Yeah, see, because last night, yeah, when I, I was, yeah, when I was finishing <laughs> up notes, I, ha- I, I, I didn't have my CD in there and I have a mess right here. Yeah. So I watched it online and online they had a last time. Yep. But on the Blu-ray there is no last time. Yeah, I was like, because the last time there was a two-part like you had the last time and I didn't. Yeah. yeah it was very weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's very so in my notes there was no like, do you have the last time for the uh, Oh yeah, last two? time. Yeah, yeah it's, you... all, it's all focused on Juan and talking about how, you know, his uh, origin as the person obviously. It's, um, they tell him he was the first avatar and they say like, oh, he freed the spirit of Rava from Vato, or Vato and Rava. And then also, like, he learned bending from the fire with Lion Turtles. It was, like, really quick and just, like, a synopsis okay. of this episode. But, yeah, it was very, very cool. Yep. You see that again? Well, yeah, I was going to say, in my, in my notes, unlike what he said, what the announcer said, yeah. in my notes, however, uh, my next thing, literally, quote, immediate cut to part two. Yep, fire sages. Yep, the fire sages are looking at this. And one of them's like, should we let her out? And the main fire stage is like, no. She needs to do this, or else she's gonna pretty much die, and the yeah, whole world they, is going to die. Yeah, they, the hope of that she survives this ordeal. And I was like, oh, she could die from this. What the hell? <laughs> and then, of course, we get a slight little recap. Yep. Of uh, Rava telling uh, Juan, "It's all your fault." Yep. Blur, blur, blur. And Juan's, and then we get back to the actual scene, and he's like. Okay, let me help you. I didn't realize this was bad. Yeah. I want to fix my mistake. Yep, she's like, and Rob is like, you. I hate you. <laughs> Screw you, human. Flies away. Yep, F you. And so Juan's like, all right, uh, all right, Mula. And then uh, just they they ride away and they see monks who have the power of wind. Yeah, these wind powered monks floating around picking off fruit from the tree. Yep, cool. and Juan's like, people! <laughs> and, the, and the monks are just like, 
Um, Swim away! Yeah. I mean, fly away! <laughs> I was say, yeah, they, they're really cool. They're like actually floating on like clouds. And yeah, stuff. like like we're talking like um, Goku on flying Nimbus kind of cloud, yeah, they're kind just, of like, thing standing going on. on. It was really cool. Like their feet literally turn into like clouds and they like fly. Yeah, it's really really cool. And of course. Um, Juan's chasing him like, no, I'm a good guy. Wait, I'm just excitable. And all of a sudden, he stops and almost falls off a cliff. Yep. Like, literally, like, is hanging off the cliff. And he sees one other fly, one other monk just fly into a city. Yeah. And then he finds out that it's true. There are other lion turtles. And this one happens to be flying. Yeah, it's actually just floating in midair and it's really, really cool looking. Yeah, and of <laughs> course, um, whereas there was a cliffside where the uh, lion turtle of fire did the yeah. fire thing, this one, on one fit, on one claw fin, is where they stand and the other one is what he uses to give the power. Which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of cool, actually. Yeah, that was really, really um, cool. And of course, Juan's like, I gotta get in there! Yeah. <laughs> and then he literally, like, makes a make... He and Mula just make this makeshift kind of yeah, uh, slingshot. Yeah, or whatever. Like, Wish me luck! Burns the vine, and he makes it. Yeah, flings himself all the way over and lands on a vine hanging yeah, off of the One vine turtle. hanging off, and he's just like, he made it. Yeah, he did it. That's, that was hilarious. He gets into the city and finds out that the humans and the spirits are actually getting along with Yeah, each they other. live together in this yeah. city, in peace. Yeah, it's very, and very cool. You know, he sees a few monks meditating, and he's like, Hey, um, I'm sorry for interrupting you guys, but I just... I, I, I haven't seen people in a long time, and I've been in the spirit wilds for the past two years. And the monks are like, Really? Come, tell us about your adventures. Yeah, it's very cool. And immediately, as some of the spirits are... Like, yeah. some of the cute little spirits are turning into wicked, evil spirits. Yeah, they're turning crazy, see-through-y purple, like the ones in... Right. Of course, finding well, and, Yeah, and, like, just see-through-y. Because yeah. some of them are green, some of them oh, are yeah, purple. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they start, like, ripping up the buildings and... And all of a sudden, we people. see Vatu. And yep. everyone's like, why is Vatu separated? And Juan's like, oh, I'll tell you in a moment. Yep. And, and like, so he funny. starts... Trying to save everyone. We, by... all, we see that they all know that Vatu is bad. They're yes. like, why is the bad spirit free right now? And they're like, he's like, oh, they know. Oh, boy. He's just like, oh, I'll tell you later. For now, he's like, Vatu, don't do this. They've done nothing to you. And he starts using fire, which yep. makes all the spirits attack. And a, here's a very important fact, mm-hmm. a smaller Rava yep. goes and literally like, punt of punches uh, Vatu away, but Vatu's like, oh, ho, ho. yeah, how's it feel now that we're separated and you're getting weaker? Yep. Beware, though, because the uh, harmonic convergence yep. is, ne- it convergence is near the and lies convergence. away. And Rob was like, human, I told you to stay the frig away. Yep. And the monks are like, Rava! I'm glad to see you, but why are you separated? And Rava goes, well, Juan, why am I separated? <laughs> yeah. And Juan's like, look, Vatu literally played again, played uh, uh, my emotions. He for, mm. he pretty much uh, convinced me to free him. I didn't know, and I want to right this wrong. And they asked the big question, how? Yep. So Juan goes to the uh, lion turtle. Obviously, we also we find out why she's slightly smaller. She says oh. that uh, as darkness grows, light fades. Yep. And so because of the separation, smaller in size. Yeah, yeah. So as they separate, Vatu is becoming more powerful and getting bigger, mm-hmm. while while Rava is getting weaker and turning smaller. Yep. Um, and then of course they go to the uh, lion turtle, and the and Juan's like, look. 
I need your help. I need the power of wind. And the lion turtle's like, you do know you already have fire, and no yeah. human can hold all of the element, uh, more than one element, right? Yep. Um, cool. Well, if you're gonna do this, you're gonna have to have Rava help you. And Rava's like, Yeah, I'm not gonna. Did you just, heal, did you just tell me I need the help of this guy? Mm-hmm. And Juan's like, Look, I get it. I'm a human. <laughs> I made a human mistake. Mm-hmm. And lo- so, look, I'll make you a deal. You help me, I help you. Uh, you hold all these other elements. Yep. And I'll help you take me give balance to the world. And Rava's like, You know what? Yep. You have a good point. She says, she says uh, she'll hold them until he masters them. Correct. That's what the, yeah, that's the deal. She reluctantly agrees if he helps to bring harmony. Correct. And yeah, that's what he states. He's like, and in return, I'm going to do this. Yep. And we learn what harmonic convergence is. Yes. Harmonic convergence. Long story short, it's the battle of good and evil. The ultimate battle of good yep. and evil. It is when they battle for the fate of the world. And uh, that's yeah. all, that, that also happens. We learn it also happens... Every 10,000 years. Yep. And the next one is exactly one year from now. <laughs> yep. One year from now. And uh, that's all. And then, of course, Juan is like, hey, I'm re- I, like, he's doing some more fire training. He's yep. like, all right, I got this one down. Um, Give me that wind. And Rava's like, you know, in order to do this, I literally have to pass through you, right? And he goes, oh, you've done this. And Rava's like, no, I, this has <laughs> never been happened. This never happened before. So, you know, she uh, goes right through through him, and he has the power of wind now. Yep. He managed to do some... But also, remember, he, it's really cool. He specifically uses the airbending exactly like he does his firebending. Yes. He does punches and shoots it like a beam, or like... It's really, really cool. Uh, he also says it feels really weird. He feels a speck of power when Rava flies through him. Yep. and then very, very cool. Yep. And as, uh, and as uh, they're talking about, like, why the spirits and humans are separated... Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, you know, Rava explains, you know, that they're from two different worlds, literally. And, you know, even though that sometimes they can get oh, along. Oh, I was thinking, well, that's like, that's like a little bit, yeah, we first, we, um, he well, says, talks about how, like, the air feels, feels physically different from the fire. We find out that they fight to a stalemate every time, and that's how, but if one wins, the other winner will grow for the 10,000 years that no one is there. Oh, right. You're, yeah. you're right, you're right, because, yeah, um, the, the, the whole, the whole end game of harmonic convergence is... When one wins, the other is gone. Yeah. And uh, and so she's like, yeah. So if I win, uh, Vatu does not is, does not exist anymore. But if Vatu wins, I'm not here anymore. And Juan's like, that's not so bad. Yeah, you'll just I mean, come back eventually. He says, yeah, oh yeah, because because when one is gone, it's not forever. Yeah. Slowly, Rava will return back. And uh, it will return back, and then this whole thing will start all over again. Yep, and he says, that's not so bad. You'll be back if you, if you lose. Like, well, it's not good because it'll be 10,000 years of and you just darkness. Ever, yeah, yeah. And, you'll, and you'll never see it. Man, it's like Dark Souls in here. <laughs> like the flame, and everything's all right. Yeah, but except for this has established rules that make sense. Yeah, <laughs> like I, Dark Souls. I, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> but still, anyway, and so, you know. We see him uh, beginning to visit. We see the water turtle in the middle yep, of a the wa- big giant swamp. The, and, the water uh, turtle who gives him water bending. Yep, and, and then the uh, earth, earth turtle, turtle who's in the desert. It's really cool vistas. Both of them are really, which, really cool areas. It's really cool. Which, by the way, kids, mm-hmm. he started off as a firebender, then got wind. Yep. Then got water. Uh-huh. Then got earth. Yep. And for, those of you, <laughs> to, to those of you who are not 
as familiar with Avatar lore than a lot of people. That is the cycle of Avatars. Yep, that is the cycle of Avatars. Which I thought that little detail... That was really cool. With with the help of Ed, because I never realized until Ed pointed it out to Uh, me, that... That's how it went. I yeah. was like, oh my, he got them in the order. Yeah, he got, well, the, yeah. well he made the order by doing I, that. I, I, know, I, I know, I know. I'm just saying, that, yeah. that's how it happened. Yeah, really, really pretty settings with the desert and everything. And this is uh, when we find out that spirits and humans are from two different worlds accessed through portals on the North and South Poles. Yep. We see that they, uh, are they clogged right now or are they just, they pass through and that's the only way they can get back no, to they're, they're, they're open. So, yeah, they they're can, open. They're, so okay. spirits can pass through freely. Okay, yeah. Rob that's says, why some of them are in the in the human world. Yep. Rob says humans are selfish, and that's why they do not get along. Right. And then after after that part gets said, mm-hmm. um, we get like to present day, and Juan's like, "I smell smoke." Yep. And uh, they see they they go and they see like a part of the forest is burnt down completely, and who should be there but Jaya and his crew? Yep. We see that they're trying to get rid of spirits. Yep, and I mean, there's a nice heart build, like, Jaya, what's going on, man? Yep. It's like, Juan, excellent. Why did you protect that spirit? <laughs> don't, and Juan's like, don't worry, it's not a dark spirit. And Jaya's like, what do you mean? We yeah, just, what's the difference? We just we just attack spirits we should general. fire. We should fire any spirits that cross our path. Who cares if they're good or bad? And then, of course, speaking of which, cue yep. spirits, it, where we see... Also, when they say I, that, it angers Rava when they say that, too. Like, oh, yeah, hey. dude. Rava's like, how dare you say such things? You have no idea. And someone's like, the spirits are back. And you see this giant group of spirits led by Aya. Yep. And I and Aya is like, you know, you humans and your fire and your burning down things. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jaya's like, you spirits and you're attacking all humankind. And Juan's like, guys. Yep. Guys. Guys. <laughs> stop. And Aya's like, Juan, hey, help us stinky. destroy these. <laughs> stinky. stinky, hey, yep. help us attack the help us attack the humans. And he's like, no, 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 we're not gonna fight here. We're not gonna fight. We can do this through peaceful means. And Aya's like, you have a good heart, Stinky. These guys don't. Yep. And then thunder crashes, darkness rises, and you hear the evil laughter of Atu. <laughs> and every single spirit. In that attack, turns evil. Yep. Seeing Aya turn into that, yeah, we were crazy. It was awesome, monster. but it was scary. At it the was same a weird time. badger monster. It's really cool. Juan and Rava want to bring peace between the fighting humans and spirits. It's really difficult. But then, yeah, she joins him and controls him uh, with all four elements into the Avatar state for the first time. Yeah. Well, he tries to. Te- <laughs> technically, yes, but technically not. Doesn't she? They, like, they, all they, 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 they do absorb, yeah. and he's able to use all four of the elements, mm-hmm. but not necessarily in Avatar state form. We'll get to that later. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Um, but he does use all four of the elements, and even Jaya's like, holy crap, he's using all four elements. Yeah, but What's cannot, going on? He cannot sustain it. And yeah, because Rava, Rava mentions um, if he it prolongs in this form, he He'll will die. die. Yep. He will die. And while he's in this state, this fused state with Rava, um, Aya starts turning normal again. Yep. He's like, what's going on? But it, Rava has to leave so that Juan lives yep. and carries Juan off as the battle ensues. Yeah, they could just start fighting all over again. And we see that Rava is now very, very tiny. Oh, very and tiny, tiny. Yep. yes. And, um, you know... At, they, they start heading to the North Pole or South, South Pole? South, South Pole, Pole, okay. The Southern Portal, and uh, Rava's so tiny that he's holding her in a, key te- a tea kettle right now. <laughs> a key kettle? A key kettle. <laughs> a tea kettle. Yep. And Rava's kind of like, you know, 
I was wrong about you. Mm -hmm. I just feel bad that we don't have more time together. And and then Juan's like, dude, come on. Mm -hmm. We've been with each other for so long. You don't know what's going to happen. Yep, we finally see them going through the spore or the spirit world. The spirit world. world. Yeah, the spirit portal. Yep. Which is, which leads them to the world between human world and spirit world. Yep. Which... I like this because it's very very cool looking. Yeah, because the like when it gives you like a whole view, like bird's eye view of it, and mm-hmm. it looks like a yin yang. Yep, and the portals are the dots at the top and the bottom of yep. it. Yep, and very, very like cool. the, the the white like there's the uh, the white portal that's the good side, and then there's like the reddish portal which is like the yeah, bad it's like side. Thing where the, yeah, reddish. And of course, Batu's like, oh yes, it's time to fight. Yeah, it's an enormously massive Vatu just moving over the yeah, entire area. Yeah, he's like, area. I'm a kill you. Yep. And Juan's like, hey, don't you know the legends? I'm not a normal human. And they have probably the coolest fight scene I'm ever. I would say we also have a really cool line from Vatu about he's lived 10,000 lifetimes before humans crawled from the mud. From the mud. <laughs> he's just like, oh, fuck, this dude's I'm like, dude, come on. It's really, really cool. Yeah, uh, and of course... Dope-ass fight. Yeah, oh, man. Like, Juan is, like, fire-bending all of this and stuff, and uh, Vatu is, like, literally shooting, like, giant, massive... Black, like giant evil beams. Beams. <laughs> I was evil beams. He's just like, and he says that he's the one who brought the spirits to the real world. Yeah, there's a there's mm-hmm. an important fact right but there. But also, yeah, his giant Kamehameha Galaga um, beams are blasting course, all over. It's really, he, really cool. And of course, things aren't looking well. But he's like, Rava, help me! Yep. And they fuse together, and it starts getting better and better. That's <laughs> really cool. And then Rava's like, I'm, "You're gonna die if we do this any longer." He's like, "I don't care. We need to do this." Yep. They and, kick a lot of butt. They're controlling all the elements, but the fusion is visibly wearing down. Yep, uh, very Juan. wearing down. And then Vatu has a hold of one. He's like, "Yes, the conversion be- convergence begins." The planets line up perfectly. Yep. And also, we see that this is a weird solar system that doesn't look like ours. <laughs> right. And we also see, like, the the two uh, portal beams that were mm-hmm. sticking straight up merge together, and the red one seems to be winning. Yep. Juan touches the portal, and kind of like in Last Airbender with uh, Fire Lord and Aang, yep. where it's like red almost, but then blue wins. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the same thing, only with this, port- with this portal thing. And... Rava states, we are now bonded forever. Yep. This is where we get yep, the full on Avatar, Avatar state. state. Yep, the true Avatar state. So we're cool. talking like, he's literally like, he puts Vatu in a bubble. Yep, seals him in a seal. Seals him with all four of the elements. Mm-hmm. Pushes him into a tree and seals. Yeah, a giant tree in the center of the yin yangs. <laughs> it's really, really cool. And he's just like, just, he's like, good. Now I'm going to steal these two portals so that no one can come here and no one has a chance of freeing you. Oh, so cool. Which means all the spirits have to go back to their world. Yep. And so he seals the northern portal. Then he goes out and spirits are like walking uh, walking to the portal. Yeah, and, and this is when he mentions really this cool. is when he mentions, you know, spirits and humans are cannot live together anymore because of this. Mm-hmm. Um I'll I will try to make humans respect the spirits, and uh, I'll be the bridge between them. Yeah, we also see that the lion turtles say that their time is over. Yep, this is a new them. this is a new era of uh, of existence. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to give you guys any more any more abilities of elements. Yep, we're we're, we're gone. We're by, we're we're. we're noping right out of here. <laughs> oh yeah, it's really really sad and cool. It's a really beautiful scene. And then Juan is like, you know. 
from now on, I will do my best to bring peace to the entire world. Mm-hmm. Cut to an old Juan in a battlefield. Unless well, so we see a montage of like humans fighting. Right, right. And then the, you yeah. see him like... Yeah, and then we see... Yeah, that, that, well, that's when he like says yeah, that I'll yeah, bring I'll, peace. I'll bring you peace know? and it's a huge montage of him. And then... Yeah, ugh, so sad. Yeah, and then, of course, we cut to an old Juan mm-hmm. on a battlefield saying how he failed because, you know, he couldn't bring peace even with the Avatar, being mm-hmm. the Avatar and all that stuff. And Rava assures him that this ain't over yet. And yep. she's not going to give up on him because throughout all of his lifetimes, she will be with him. And that and it, it, no matter what happens, yep. they are going to bring peace. And this right here nearly broke me because Dude, yeah. you see, you see like this gold power, like mist power, like leave out his, of like last one. breath. He just like literally yep. passes away, and, and then like, it just it fades to white, and all you hear is a baby cry. I'm like, Whoa. yeah, that was a really really sad scene. It was insanely, oh, it was so good. And then of course, Korra at this point yep, wakes, wakes up, up with the Avatar state, and is and, and she like gets up and she's like, oh. And of course, the fire stage is like, "Who are you?" She's like, "I'm Korra, and I'm the Avatar." Yeah. The fire stage brings Korra to a herd of mm-hmm. air bison. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and not you know buffalo. She, I know bison. And you know what she says? They've been breeding them since before the first war. It's insane. Yes, I yeah. was excited to yeah. see them again. I'm about to say, like, the fire stage is. I don't like yo go and tangent before the episode's over, but like. They said in, uh, I think it was either a comic or even when um, Zuko went to them during his, like, uh, search for his grandfather, like, yeah, their job is to protect and, like, research and study the Avatar. After the Hundred Years' War, they were, like, pretty much obsolete in the Fire Nation kingdom, like, when they were all evil yep, and yep. anti-Avatar. So, see, yeah, I, I, yeah. Was gonna say, I read that comic. Yeah, yeah. And hearing, and seeing this and hearing that lady say that, I was, yeah, like, I was like, yes! Yeah. And then, of course, um, Korra's like, how long was I out? And the sage is like, I don't know. But you're running out of time. Yep. You literally have weeks. Harmonic convergence is weeks convergence. away. And Korra is like, all right, I'm going to seal the southern portal again. Mm-hmm. And then gets on an air bison. Yep. And flies away. And thus ends this magnificent two-parter. I know. It is a really, really dope scene. It's really, really cool. And I absolutely love the aesthetic. Uh... And saying how the vendors first got their stuff and everything. Now, I remember way back when this first came out, I also found an article about it, a really funny thing, like, this was a very controversial episode, because people thought it contradicted what people stated was the source of stuff in the first series of Avatar, and, like, a lot of people were speaking up about it, including one Serena Williams tennis star, (laughs) along with, like, it was a huge thing on the internet before, but, like, recently she was like, hey, wait, let's make any sense. How did they get, like, they say that the moon and dragons and badger moles taught humans how to bend... But it was given to them from the turtles, and like people explained, like what happened was, the turtles gave them the ability to use the elements. Those animals and the moon and the waters and everything showed them how to actually bend and do things besides just shoot it. Yeah, it's not. It's not the fact that it gave them the ability. Yeah. it gave them the the ability to just use it. It taught them it like martial them arts, the, pretty much. Yeah, it, yeah. pretty much the how to make an the, extension of the body. Yep, how to make. Yeah, you know, the magic told them how to like move the dirt around when the right. And, like, yeah, the moon taught them how to push and pull the waves of the water, and it was just like yeah. Yep. It's and very, the dragons very cool. taught them, you know, about the ferocity of yeah, fire. The, the cool fire dance that they do. It's all amazing. But yeah, I absolutely. It's so cool and I love this episode it's, the oh, style is amazing goodness. 
it it's was so it's so good. magnificent. It's like really, really good. Oh <laughs> man, so many good things. They don't even need a series about the first Avatar now because no, they were able we to know do what it. We know what Wanzu was. And we had a really sad, cool ending for him too. Oh man, that was so tragic. But also, like I'm thinking, like um, you read the um, the comic with the Kumaga- the Kurakage. Yeah, the, the Kurakage. Yeah, when uh, they talked about that fire, the first Fire Lord. That guy who was like a weird like Mongolian thing and like yep. killed all those women and killed the kids and all that stuff like uh, that the aesthetic of that time period I'm like is that that looks like it's really similar to the time when people were in villages outside it looked almost exactly like when Juan died like time period mm-hmm. it would have had to been a little bit after that but like or maybe it could have been during that who knows he could have dealt the first Avatar I don't know I was just saying who, who knows maybe Juan was trying to beat him yeah. and failed yeah who knows but yeah it's like it's so cool it's it's really fantastic finding all that history of the world but now here's my question mm-hmm. because Korra they're making a big deal about Korra doing harmonic convergence yeah. which means in Korra's time it's been 10,000 years it's been 10,000 years since that first avatar oh since so since okay. Juan died so, 10,000 so, years oh no, well actually 10,000 years since he sealed Rava in that tree right so that means like maybe like another probably like a nine, eighty or ninety okay, so, years when he died. So so then, all of those other uh, avatars, all the statues and all the line, yeah. Those are those have not none of them have exceeded ten thousand years. Well, hundred thousand years. In age, no. No, no, no. I'm talking about like the her whole line of avatars. Oh, it has not been ten thousand years. Yeah, okay. Presumably, there, we don't know. Ten, Presumably, okay. we don't know. Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's really cool. But now uh, you know the actual plot of what's. Well, you know. Well, I will say. Given that information, now what do you think is going on? Um, Unalak is Vatu. Hmm. Well, well, not, I know, not actually Vatu, but he wants to free Vatu. Because he wants harmonic conver- convergence to happen. And, of course, he, he, he either he's being manipulated or he, for some bizarre reason, wants Vatu to be, like, Vatu to rule over for 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. But it's got it's, his plans definitely have something to do with harmonic convergence. Yeah, yeah. Why else would he want the spirit portals to open? And remember, Vatu was the one who let spirits and humans mm-hmm. live together. What's Unalak trying to do? Yep, make spirits and humans live together. Exactly. Yep. Bum, bum, bum. Oh my goodness. Who knows? Gracious. We'll find out. Uh, <laughs> in the next four we, episodes, we'll find out a good. Chart. No. Oh wait, no, we're doing three. Uh, we're doing three, three and then three because three, three, yeah, six, six episodes, episodes left. left. Okay, yeah, it's gonna be short. And I'm then. not and. Look, five episodes is my limit. Doing six in a row, <laughs> we're going to have like a three-hour episode. Well, yeah, we'll, yeah, it's going to be good. All right. Uh, well, it's going to be right. time so, for um, this week. Obviously, I mean, I just moved into my new locale. Mm-hmm. So I'm still working on a few things, but pretty shortly I should be working on the uh, Action Tune Bros um, Facebook page. Mm-hmm. But clearly you have a lot of... Other plugs as well. Uh, yeah, I got my Patreon, Matthew Lewis Podcasts, Twitter, Matthew Lewis P, YouTube, Matthew Lewis Podcasts, uh, forgot Minotaur King Podcast. It's probably on haste at this point. I don't know how many episodes I've planned. But uh, don't you have another possible perspective podcast potentially coming up in the future? Oh, right. Um, <laughs> sorry. It's it just... might be out by this point because this is going to be weeks in the future. <laughs> True. Um, but in case it's not done yet, um, but I am working on. I am working on at least starting a secret part uh, project, a podcast, obviously. But I'm still hashing out details, so I'm not going to give too much. But when that comes out, should that come out in the near future, I'll have 
a lot more plugs than just relying on you guys listening to this guy over here. Yeah. But um, until then, you know, I, I've got other things working on. You know, li- uh, life is hard. Life mm-hmm. is life. So aside from all of that, um, anything else you want to add? Any oh, I got all my stuff. Okay, well, thank you all so much for listening again. Yep, keep it sleazy. And we'll see you in the next episode.